0: Welcome to Frictionless Marketing, an exploration of how modern marketers are building their brands, reaching their audiences, and thriving in this post-advertising world. Welcome back to Frictionless Marketing. Maggie Schmerin leads the global advertising and social media team at United Airlines, where she's been for over five years. Maggie's previous experience includes multiple years at Edelman, where she worked on such brands as BlackBerry, Shell, Kellogg's, Mars, Procter & Gamble, and Samsung, among many others. Maggie has also been honored by Crane's Chicago Business and named a 40 Under 40 by PR Week. In this conversation with Lippy Taylor's CEO, Paul Dyer, Maggie gets into her career path, including making the shift from agency side to brand side, her leadership lessons and the importance of mind share over market share. All of this and so much more on today's episode of Frictionless Marketing. And now, please welcome United Airlines Head of Global Advertising and Social Media, Maggie Schmerin.
1: So Maggie, first of all, um, thank you for joining us here today. We're really excited to be speaking with you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, I wanted to actually just start out by hearing a little bit about your career path, because I think it's something that'll be very interesting to our listeners. You kind of grew up in communications, but now you own social media and advertising. Um, I would guess there's probably some moments where you may have maybe made some decisions that went against the grain or were a little less traditional. So can you maybe just tell us how you got here?
2: Yeah, great question to start. So I do come from a comms and specifically a PR background. Prior to United, I was always on the agency side, and I always loved being part of interagency teams. So I had the good fortune to work for several big brands, and I was primarily the representation from either PR or social media but I was able to connect with a lot of advertising and paid media agencies through those IAT days. Um, And then United actually became my client. And eventually I had the good fortune to join them full time first as a member of the PR team, but ultimately found my way over to look after social media and advertising, like you said.
1: All right. So I, I would also imagine given where you've come from, you know, and now where you sit owning the creative, essentially, you know, that, the concept of earned creative might be something that resonates with you. Um, So I'd love to just hear you talk about that.
2: That's exactly right. I um, and the rest of the team, you know, we bring an earned centric approach to all that we do. And we realize that we have a little bit of a unique setup at United. We sit as an advertising and a social media team within corporate communications. And that's really so that we can move at the speed at which PR moves the news headlines that we see about United, the proactive ones we're pushing out as well as what we're responding to. As well as all the comms that we do with our employees on um you know a daily basis and so there was a real desire to make sure that social media was following that same um, speed which is not you know difficult to do given the speed at which social moves but what has been really interesting is working hard to make sure advertising which traditionally moved a little bit slower just based on the fact that you have to go out and make TV commercials, so to speak, make billboards, print things, um, and then actually have, you know, longer lead times to go and buy the media. And while we're completely understanding and respectful of that, we've worked really hard specifically this last year to make sure that we can condense as much as possible the timeline that advertising operates under. And I think one good, you know, easy example of what we've been able to do, we either own or buy a lot of digital ad placements. You either see them in our hub Terminals um, at our airports, or you see them walking around major cities where United is a hub. For example, Chicago. And in the past, we would largely have one message on those boards, or maybe a rotating, you know, series of five messages. Let's say. We're now we're focused on treating those just like we would a social channel and thinking, okay, you know, what are we going to tweet today? What are we going to put on Facebook? And there's no reason why that also can't go on a digital board in our airport or something that we've bought, you know, in a major downtown market. So that's been really exciting to start to bring advertising much closer to the speed at which the news and social operates at.
1: Now, for those who are listening, they can't actually see that the the backdrop, your Zoom backdrop here says, I'm going to read this, it says, this is the story of an airline when good leads the way. This feels like it's a big, I mean, it is a big, it's your biggest ad push in in a decade. Uh, It's hard to believe that that was something that was moving at the speed of the news cycle, but I'd love to hear more about the campaign and how it came to life.
2: Great. Yes, you're exactly right. This one did take us a little bit longer. We worked on it for about a year and we knew for a variety of reasons it was time to go tell the story of who United Airlines is today. You know, we were coming out of this pandemic and we really felt that while it was an incredibly difficult time for our industry, it also provided a lot of silver linings and we really showed and demonstrated to our employees, to the communities where we operate, to our customers, that we were more than an airline. We were truly a force for good. And that's something that's been key to our DNA um, for a very long time. But the pandemic, I think really allowed us to shine a spotlight on that. You know, We were one of the first and one of the only successful uh, company, US companies at instituting an employee vaccine mandate. We were the first airline to fly the vaccine um, into the States from Europe. And the list goes on. We have a whole list of, you know, first and onlys that we did during the last couple of years. And so when you combined that with this major inflection point in travel, the world reopening, um, borders, you know, reopening, testing requirements, masking requirements going away, we thought this is a great opportunity to tell people who United is. And back to the social and the PR, during the pandemic, we saw excellent PR coverage. We worked really hard um, to tell absolutely every story that we had over those two years. We saw incredible buzz on social media. We do a lot of tracking of all, all the KPIs you would think of, engagement, follower growth. And we actually saw that throughout 2020 and 2021, we led our US airline competitors when it came to social media engagement and follower growth. At a time when most people were not thinking about getting on an airplane, especially in those early days of the pandemic in 2021, it kind of blew our mind, the growth that we were seeing on social media and the engagement rate. And I think that was down to, you know, the content being right for the moment that we were pushing out for people. The one thing that we needed to add to that puzzle piece of PR and social was advertising. And we thought we had this great message to tell advertising is a force multiplier. You know, we can take the headlines we're getting and organically what we're achieving on social media and just put this power of advertising behind it. And so that led to, you know, the idea that, it was time for a brand campaign. You know, we didn't need to tell people where we fly and, uh, you know, that United's an airline and we have more than 300 destinations worldwide. You know, those days were, were behind us. We really needed to tell people what we stood for and how we were different from everyone else.
1: I, I have to ask, you know, because we've talked about KPIs, you've got social and advertising. Mm-hmm. So when it came time to do the testing, are you sitting behind the glass like madmen or are you in social media doing your testing?
2: A great question. We do do a lot of focus group testing pre-pandemic. I was definitely behind the glass. And those are always some of my most favorite days because people come up with some really Creative feedback, and it's always great to be in the room and you know hear it uh, live instead of reading it, you know, in, in a PowerPoint deck. But we did do a lot of testing at several points throughout building this campaign. We basically went and made scripts for several TV commercials and we made some prototypes of films. And we sat down with, I'll say three groups, groups of people. The first was loyal United customers. And so we wanted to hear from them, You know, what do you need to hear from United to feel better about us. You know, if you live in New Jersey outside of Newark airport or in the Bay area outside of SFO, you know, those are hubs for us. You're probably already flying United, but we want you to feel good um, about the brand. Then we talk to people who are not customers, you know, a market like Denver, which is a hub for United is highly competitive to other airlines called Denver a hub as well. And so we have a lot of what we call splitters there, you know, people whose share of wallet might be, one week they're traveling with their family on another airline next week they're traveling for work let's say on united what did they need to hear from us to you know increase how often they fly with us and then you know most importantly we talked to employees and we felt that our employees need to buy into this and feel that this campaign accurately represents the United that they know and love. You know, if we don't achieve that, then we we probably don't have a hope of, you know, really kind of making an impact with customers. Um, so employees were critical, too. And we showed them scripts. We showed them videos. And it went really well from the start, you know, which is why we knew when we actually launched the campaign, we felt good about the reaction we would get because we weren't launching it blindly kind of crossing our fingers, hoping for the best, um, we had done a lot of research along the way.
1: Well, And I, I have to um, hypothesize that your comms background probably led you in that direction of getting employee feedback, which does sound pretty unusual, you know, to the typical advertising um, testing approach, you know, to, to put your um, employees basically on a level footing with your customers.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. It it was critical to us. We place such a large emphasis at United on employee communications and that's all the time. Um, And we have a really unique employee population. When you think about it, the vast majority of our employees do not report to a desk or to an office. You know their office, so to speak, is the sky. They're pilots, flight attendants, or they're working on the ramp or working a gate. And so we have a lot of knowledge from years past about the best ways to reach them. You know, these are people that are not tethered to a laptop or a desktop most of the day. Um, but it's really important that we find hard, You know, sorry, find creative ways. Um, to go ahead and get that message through to them. And we knew that advertising was one of the biggest ways to do that. We have a lot of advertising that we own in our airport terminals. So while it's for our customers, it's definitely for our employees as well. You know, that's their office space. So it was important to us that we heard directly from them. And we knew we would feature a lot of that this campaign features more employees than we've ever featured in an ad campaign from United. And so that we knew that was kind of the genesis. And so we wanted to make sure that they felt that we were reflecting the culture of United and where they show up to work every day.
1: And speaking about cultures, I mean, so your role is a global role. Was this a global campaign? Was it localized around the world? Is it a single campaign? Is it, you know, can just talk a little bit about that? and, And how does that, you know, how is that different being in the global role for a US headquartered multinational like United?
2: Yeah, great question. To start, we've launched this campaign in the U.S., and it's our hope to take it to other countries around the world. Um, We know we'll bring it to a few other countries this year in 2022, and then as other places really start to open up and and come back strong with travel, it's our hope that we'll have this out there even more. And so we definitely had to build this with a global audience in mind, back to that testing. You know, one of the very first things we did once we locked in on what the tagline would be, good leads the way. We did translation testing, and I don't remember the exact number of markets and countries, but I think we translated to something like 15 different languages to make sure that we weren't going to run into anything. Even if we knew we would not be launching advertising this year um, in that market, we did not want any surprises down the road. And so that was really helpful just to cover that off right away. We also talk to colleagues that we have in different countries around the world to show them early concepts to, again, make sure that there weren't any red flags um, that we might not be aware of from a cultural perspective. But we're really looking forward to getting this out there, even in a a bigger, um, bolder way around the world.
1: All right. So one last question here on this campaign, because it is such a big a big campaign. But um, so you you jumped right at the beginning as you were talking, you jumped right into our engagements, our share of voice in social media or um, these sounded to me like metrics that probably would not necessarily have been included in a lot of traditional advertising campaign uh, wrap up reports. So I guess my question for you is, did you inherit a measurement methodology when you took over the role and, and evolve it? Or are you coming up, you know, kind of with your own way of measuring success of this campaign and how do you look at that?
2: Yeah, that's another great question. So alongside the team and our agency partners, we are building what is a new measurement approach for United. The KPIs have always been there and there's always some element of measurement, especially when you're doing something from a digital perspective. But we knew that we had an opportunity with something different to build a a different type of measurement program and to really start with that objective that we're trying to communicate that United is a force for good and that good leads the way at United. And so we have a lot of um, research and data that we will have that proves out that hopefully we have landed that message. We then also have all the standard KPIs. Um, that you would think about, whether that's linear TV all the way through to social media. Um, Because we love a good challenge. I mean, I think we've definitely raised the bar on the team. And with something like social media KPIs, we do not treat them the same per channel. And so, you know, a share on one channel, like Instagram, for example, we weight higher than a share on Facebook. Um, So all of this comes together, the qualitative, the quantitative, all of the digital readouts we have um, to build what has been a really robust measurement approach.
1: That's great to hear. And I hope that there's others that are following suit because we have so much data now. It's sort of just like shame on us if we don't use it. Yeah, um, exactly. So you you mentioned, you know, doing this work um, with your agencies um, and you have an agency background yourself. So I'm curious, you know, sitting in the seat you're in now, what are the the mindsets, you know, perspectives, approaches that you think the agencies of the future will need to embrace.
2: This is probably one of my favorite things to talk about. I, you know, was a really proud agency person. Um, You know, I like to joke that if you kind of cut me open, you still see uh, the inner workings of an agency person. And my agency background has absolutely um, helped me in my time at United. So I'm really proud um, and appreciative to have come from that space Um, So I think often about what did I wish I knew when I was on the agency side? And, you know, this might sound a bit obvious, but knowing your clients, their industry, their internal culture, I think I thought I knew that when I look back to my agency days and I thought, okay, of course, you know, I'm studying whatever industry my clients in. But oftentimes you're working on more than one client. Typically in different sectors, your days are busy, and so it can be difficult to really dig in. And so we find success with our agencies and with specific people on our agency teams when they really have the headspace, the time, and the passion to truly get to know us as an internal culture, first and foremost, to understand our employees, you know, what makes us passionate, kind of what makes us tick, so to speak, and how we work. Um, and then next step, you know, our company and our sector. And so I love when anyone on the agency side says to me, who should I follow on social media? Or what reporter should I be reading? You know, is this beat reporter for this outlet, the right person that you're all reading internally? Are there newsletters that I would never know about because I don't work in this space that I should be subscribing to. And I love when I hear that our agencies tune in to our earnings calls, because I think you can learn so much about the business and how we make money. Um, So that to me is the, the first and foremost, um, you know, advice that I can give to anyone on the agency side. And then it really is just about, excellent collaboration and making sure you're on the same page about ways of working. I find in the creative space, you really have to trust one another and you have to build over time and understanding that you have each other's back and it's truly never personal when you're giving creative feedback about a TV commercial or, you know, a campaign of this size, but that comes with time, you know, you, you can't necessarily have that um, from day one. So we place a lot of emphasis on building our own culture um, between our agency teams. And that involves great meetings and that involves, you know, great time spent outside the office as well.
1: So I'm, I'm also, I, I love this, um, this visual of cutting you open and inside is, is a, you know, an agency person like running on the treadmill or running in the ball there, um, the hamster ball. Um, so now that you're in this role though, you're working with agencies of very different types, right? Um, so you came up in communications agencies. Um, and now of course, you're working with very different types of agencies and we're in an environment where, um, pretty much every agency is starting to say they do a lot of the same stuff, right? The swim lanes are very, very blurred. Um, I'm curious in your seat now, have you found some sort of new appreciation for um, the differences between different types of agencies or different areas of expertise between them? Um, or, you know, is it really about just the people you have on your business?
2: Yeah, well, I always like to joke that you're right. There are no longer swim lanes. It's Uh, free swim at the pool every single day and everyone's in there together. Um, You're right, saying that everyone can do, you know, a bit of, of the same things. And so just like I was saying with the previous question, you know, how much I appreciate when the agency studies the client. I also expect, you know, my team and myself specifically to study our agency partners. And so we put a lot of time into looking at other work they've done For other clients and truly not just when it's you know the rfp process and stage but even as a tenured client i always want to be seeing and looking at you know the work that they're doing for others because that really helps identify okay this is what this agency is really good at and this is what it makes sense um, for us to work on together so i think it's just as much on the client to help um figure out where the sweet spots are so to speak and then making sure that if you are working with multiple agencies that there is also that level of collaboration and partnership among the group and so we spent and invested a lot of time an effort um, within the past year of making sure that we didn't have just great relationships one-to-one with our agencies, but you know they could talk to each other if we weren't in the room and they can hang out. And that really at the end of the day is down to the people and the personality. Um, so we do really appreciate um, that they've all been able to come together on our behalf.
1: That's great. And yeah, driving that collaboration is an art and unto itself. Yes. Um, so, Let's pivot to brands a little bit now. Right. So now you're in your brand seat. You've learned a lot from being in-house. You still have your agency person inside of you, but you're a brand person on the outside. Um, so what do you think are the same question, basically? Or What, what are the, the mindsets, the approaches, the capabilities that you think successful brands of the future really need to embrace?
2: Yeah, the thing that we're laser focused on at United is making sure that we're making decisions and ultimately putting work out into the world that no other airline or no other brand in the travel sector could easily come replace our logo on that work. Especially when I think about you know where we were as a U.S. airline advertising space, you know I'll say that to some extent it really was a sea of sameness. Um, we actually all use the color blue. You know the the TSA uses blue. So not only were we talking about the same things, we were using the same imagery. I mean we had the same color to some extent, and so there was a real opportunity here to visually break away from that with the style of photography and the way that we did things um, in our ads but also to ensure that this campaign at its foundation was not something that a competitor or even a hotel brand or a destination you know when we kind of compete for share of mind we're competing with you know hotel companies apps in the travel space, individual destinations, which might be encouraging, you know, to come visit them with your vacation days and dollars. And so we really took a look at that to say, okay, you know, is that something that someone else could put out? Um, and so that will continue to really be our north star. We like to talk about being uniquely united, um, and that I think will just set us up for success as a brand going forward. And then now that we've built this platform, it's so much more than a marketing or comms platform. You know, we wanted to build something that we could look each other in the eye when we're making business decisions as a company and say, is this is this an example of good leading the way? Um, and so really making sure that it's more than a tagline and it's rooted in who we are as a company and a culture. And so I think, you know, our desire is to stay true to those things um, to really help continue to catapult us forward as a brand.
1: Interesting. Hearing you talk, you are reminding me of the, the recent book by Greg Creed, who was CEO of Yum Brands. He had been CMO of one other, I think it was Pizza Hut, um, recently retired and wrote a book called Red Marketing, which stands for relevance, ease, and distinctiveness. And it's clear you've really put a lot of focus on distinctiveness at United. So um, Maggie, uh, this is I know we're at time here. I just want to say thank you very much for sharing um, your time and your insights with us. Um I probably could have talked to you for another half hour, but Um, we really appreciate you making time for us. And um, I'm sure our listeners are going to enjoy
0: it as well.
2: Well, likewise, this has been an amazing conversation. So thanks for thinking of me and United.
0: All right. Here, as always, are some key takeaways from this conversation with Maggie. Number one, agency people learn your client's culture. At an agency, it's an obvious prerequisite to learn as much as you can about your client's industry, products, competitors, numbers, etc. But what can often get overlooked is the importance of learning about your client's internal culture. Maggie has an agency background and can empathize from both the agency and brand side. And she finds that her most trusted agency partners are the ones who take the time and have the passion to truly understand United's internal culture. Learning how your client's company works thinks, operates, and communicates can substantially increase your level of intimacy with them. A pro tip is to sit in on your client's earnings calls if they will let you. Number two, related point brand people learn your agency's culture. The very obvious inverse of the previously stated point is that brands need to stay on top of everything their agency is doing, especially the work they're doing for other clients to really grasp everything that they're capable of. Mutual levels of familiarity between agency and brands can enable the kind of harmonious communication and understanding that ultimately lays the groundwork for smooth communication and great work to be done. All of this begins and ends with understanding each other's culture. Number three, focus on mind share, not just market share. While doing a competitive audit before launching United's recent major marketing campaign, Maggie observed an absurd sea of sameness within the airline industry. They all used the same colors, the same verbiage, focused on the same things, and overall were indistinguishable from each other. The same went for other brands in the travel sector. When leading the Good Leads the Way campaign, Maggie knew that United really needed to break away from the homogeneity of not just the airline industry, but the entire travel industry. She recognized the importance of mind share versus market share, and that United wasn't just competing with other airlines, it was competing with the entire travel industry, which includes airlines, hotels, rental cars, etc. All of this for the mind share of travelers. Thinking in such a macro way was one of the reasons Good Leads the Way was a massive hit. It was completely fresh and different and launched as an outlier in the entire travel industry, not just among other airlines. Anyway, thank you as always for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with your friends and colleagues on LinkedIn? Don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at Lippy Taylor. That's L-I-P-P-E. T A Y L O R, and to learn more about us, visit us at lippytaylor.com. Thanks as always for listening to Frictionless Marketing. Thank you for listening to Frictionless Marketing. If you enjoyed this episode, you might want to check out Paul's best selling book, Friction Fatigue What the Failure of Advertising Means for Future Focused Brands. In Friction Fatigue, Paul explains to readers why advertising is broken and provides a frictionless marketing framework to help build your brand in an era where advertising is no longer the answer. You'll learn how to protect your business against competitors and lead the pack with fresh marketing strategies that will help you prepare for a future where the consumer rules Friction Fatigue is now available on Amazon and as a book on tape on audible.com. Thanks again for listening.